Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Landis Taiwan Diaries. We are very happy that you joined us for today's talk. My name is Salia Lantman, but many people just call me Landy, and that's where we got the name for this podcast from. When people think about Taiwan, many people think about computer engineers, semiconductor factories, import and export companies, and so on. People don't really think of Taiwan as a, a sporting nation. But in the recent Olympic Games, Taiwan proved those people wrong. If I just make a comparison here, like South Africa, where I'm from, we see ourselves as a sporting nation, something like Australia where there are not that many people, but we think we are really sports people and um, we pride ourselves in that. But if you just look at the medal count at the Tokyo Olympics that uh, finished not too long ago, South Africa, which considers itself a sporting nation, got only three. Whereas Taiwan, that people think of more of like a technology giant in the world, they got 12, which is unbelievable. Granted, that was their best haul ever of medals. And so South Africa really underperformed for their pathetic three. But all in all, it's still excellent for a country that people don't really consider to be a force in the sporting world. But actually, that is not true. There's a lot of sport and exercise going on in Taiwan. And today I want to share a little bit with you about what kind of sports people do here and uh, what is popular and what not. Now, if you just look at the, the numbers, just the numbers, then jogging or running is actually the most popular sport in Taiwan. If we just talk about normal times when before COVID interrupted all uh, events and such, every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, there are numerous races around the island. Uh, sometimes up to six different locations will have races. And they, they vary from full marathons to half marathons to 10-kilometer races to 5-kilometer races and so on. And these are booked months in advance. They are just full. If you don't uh, plan your schedule, your racing schedule, you're not going to get into these races. You have to really know what you want to run and when you want to run it. So, uh, of course, not everybody is super competitive. I've joined some races where some people did a full marathon, which is 42 kilometers, but about 80% of the distance they walked. So, even that is still better than, than sitting at home on the sofa, right? So not everybody is really, really competitive, trying to do their best ever. And many people just try to finish, but still, those are uh, thousands and thousands of people around Taiwan who join races every weekend. Now, an uh, interesting thing that happened once in uh, one of my classes, when I asked a student, what did you do on Saturday? And the student said, I ran a marathon. And I was very impressed. And I said, wow, that is great. I said, and uh, what, what was your time? And there's a lady and she said, oh, her time was uh, 25 minutes. I said, wow, that is not possible. You, you, except if you, are like a, if you are a cheetah, you won't be able to run a marathon in, in 25 minutes. I said, how far did you run? She said, oh, uh, three kilometers. I said, well, I said, uh, and then I had to teach the students that uh, marathon is not synonymous with a race. Uh, a marathon is has to be 42.2 kilometers and a half marathon is like 21.1 uh, and then a 10 kilometer you can call it a race a five kilometer race but a three kilometer race most of the times we'll just call a fun run right so so this student uh, did a fun run on the weekend and told me it was a marathon but but uh, since then they didn't make the same mistake again but anyway so running is really really popular and uh, you see a lot of people training and running around which is great 
Now, if we move on to team sports, the most popular team sports in Taiwan, maybe because of the American influence here, is baseball and basketball. Those are the most popular. Now, baseball had unfortunately had a little bit of an up and down history in Taiwan. At its peak in the 1980s, there were actually two leagues with 11 teams, but there was a lot of uh, game fixing and, um, and gangsters infiltrated the teams and people lost games and uh, it was not fair. So the government stepped in and for a while they just basically disbanded the baseball league and it had to build itself up again so that people actually believe that the games are real. So for the last few years, there's only been four teams in the Taiwan uh, League, only one league and four teams, which doesn't really excite anybody because like, if you look in America's baseball, the teams fight all season long to make the playoffs. But if you have only four teams, they're all in the playoffs already. So, so that was a little bit strange, but it doesn't mean that they don't have support. There are many supporters in, um, for the baseball teams. For the last year, they added the fifth team, so there are five teams now in the baseball league. But they don't have the system where a city has a team and everybody in that city supports that team. It's not quite like that. In Taiwan, the people uh, choose a player they like. And it doesn't matter which team this player plays for, they will support that team because of that player or players in that team. So that's how it is. So at the moment, there are um, five teams and it's uh, fairly competitive. And I've been to a few of these games. It's very enjoyable. It's more to uh, like the Japanese baseball games where there's a lot of chanting and singing and cheerleaders and that's this music non-stop it's not as serious as a, for example American baseball it's very much fun so that's baseball now basketball there is a professional basketball league in Taiwan but the men or the people that I know that love basketball they are more interested in watching the NBA which is American basketball they don't really care about the Taiwan basketball also the majority of people who watch Taiwan basketball are the ladies and the younger fans, whereas the, the, more, the more serious fans, if you watch a basketball game, for example, and you hear cheering of the crowd, it's very high-pitched because it's ladies' voices and young people's voices in the crowd. And then the really serious basketball lovers, they, they watch the NBA games. So those are the very popular, and also many young people play basketball. Every school has, has a doesn't matter how small the school or the schoolyard is, there will be a basketball court there for the students to play. It's very popular. So that, those are team sports. And as you might imagine, I don't know why it is, but in, uh, especially in Asia, table tennis and badminton are always very popular. I know there are some badminton players in Europe, like Denmark is good, and a few badminton players from the UK. But if you look at, at badminton, it's, it's kind of people who are really uh, dominating. The badminton scene are Asian people. And Taiwan is no different. We have uh, in the Olympic Games, the Taiwan player came, got a silver medal. So he played in the final. And in table tennis, there were also a few medals because table tennis is also very popular. And again, it's strange how that is, that it, table tennis is very much uh, dominated by Asians. Although there was a German in the semifinals. But uh, except for a few Europeans, it's, it's a lot of Asian faces that you see in table tennis and badminton. And it's also very popular sports. Then there are some other sports that people play in Taiwan that, that is not so popular for most people, but there are people who play it. For example, tennis is quite popular, although Taiwan has only had one or two really professional men's players. But on the women's circuit, they have uh, Grand Slam winners, the doubles team, who are doing very well. But it's not a major sport, I would say. Then there's soccer. Taiwan has a soccer team that's not too bad. And there's a, there's a league. And also uh, rugby. 
Taiwan actually has a decent rugby team, and for a while they were they were number three or four in Asia, because Japan is always number one in rugby, and then it's uh, South Korea, and then Hong Kong, and then Taiwan. And for a while, Hong Kong and Taiwan were fighting to see who was number three and number four. And there's uh, there's some uh, many expats play rugby as well, and they play against the universities who offer rugby, and they tell me that the the standard is pretty good. So then there's also some sports. That really only the expats, the foreigners play. That is cricket. There are no real cricket fields. There's, there's one or two that the government were very kind to, to to donate some field to the cricketers. But most of the time, the cricketers play on baseball fields. They put a mat down, and of course, the baseball field is really too small. But you know, you you use what you can get, and they have little tournaments on the weekends. And actually, in an earlier podcast, I mentioned that last year in May. There was a, a tournament here, the Taipei T10 tournament, which was actually streamed all over the world, and it was uh, organized by the cricketers here in Taiwan, and um, it was sponsored by a company in India. So cricket is also alive and well. Now you might think, so so we have all these sports. Uh, do the people have training facilities? And they do. There are numerous gyms where people can work out to stay in shape. And if you go outside of the gyms, if you go along the rivers, the river, but they call the river parks, where there's beautiful running paths, but also huge sports facilities areas where there are tennis courts, of course, basketball courts, there are volleyball, badminton courts all along the river, rivers where people can work out, they can do their sport, and most of the time it's free. So the, the governments, city governments and the national government look after the people very well with facilities and the people can't really complain. So that is, uh, that's why I, I said in the beginning, People might not think of Taiwan as a sporting nation, but there's a lot of sport and exercise going on. So don't underestimate Taiwan whenever they feel the team, be it in baseball, basketball, at the next Olympics or or wherever. So I hope that gives you some insight in what what the people do here to stay uh, to stay healthy and to stay in good shape. Right. So uh, before we say goodbye, I just uh, quickly want to say thank you to my producer, who is also my director of technology, Wallace Yu. Without her, she we will not be able to to listen to these podcasts. She makes sure that everything is clear, and that there are not too many mistakes, and that every Wednesday our listeners can listen to a new episode. So uh, together we will then say uh, goodbye until next time.